go. I'm ready for this. He's back. He's back from episode 248. This is episode 315 of No Laugh Track Podcast. I am here at Acme Comedy Company. I'm Justin Severson. and I'm here with Mike E. Winfield. Back for 315. Yeah, coming with the the most listened to episode <laughs> of the year right here, Mike E. Winfield. Thanks, Justin. Good afternoon. Yeah, well, it's an amazing day, you know, and uh, it's just such an honor to be in your presence. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, I know you don't mean that, but thank you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is great. We're doing this again. I was at the show last night with my wife. Why with my wife and not by myself? Like I say a lot of times when I'm uh, here on a Thursday and I'm like, yeah, I was here last night by myself. Right. Why was she here? Because she's a Mike E. Winfield fan. Yeah. This is like the third time I've brought her to come see you. I love it. I love it. And let's keep let's keep this in perspective. I took her I took my wife away who loves Halloween. I took her away from the front door giving candy away to kids. Wow. And she was cool with that to come see your show on Halloween night, Mike. Unbelievable. You know, I find myself to be the couple's comedian. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, all I'm doing is talking about regular life and things that uh, work in my life. And it tends to really uh, stretch out and live in many homes and couples mm-hmm. you know and uh it's 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 really a blessing you know like some type of gift was handed to me where i can articulate really what i'm trying to get across in my own feelings and that's not always uh it hasn't always been the case you said something last night and this is happening in the past when we've come to your shows that yeah it hits so close to home i mean i mean it's like you've been following us around for the oh, last man. month or something and you know what as much as people may not admit it i need to hear that Good. Certain things you need to hear just so you're reminded once again to continue on this path. And my goal is to get so far off on my own lane that that's where I'm at in a world of my own on some crazy lane where anytime someone does anything close to me, they're like, yo, that's a Mikey Winfield feeling. Yeah. That's a Mikey Winfield joke. And I'm I'm glad. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, that can actually happen. And it just takes work. So I'd like to thank you for pointing out on stage last night not that i was directly your subject but uh he, i was directly your subject let's be honest here <laughs> okay when you talk about a guy working eight to twelve hours a day and then just wanting to come home and relax oh oh, <laughs> oh. oh man well, you know and it's uh-huh. and it's things that people need to hear to understand like after you've worked a long time some the last thing you want to do is one more stop mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and without being incredibly selfish you know like there's women that stay at home all day and they may say hey can you stop and grab it you know and it's kind of like Yo, you've been at home all day but home all day is a job too sure but Come on, 8 to 12 hours, Mm -hmm. and you want me to run errands? I only have so much time at home before I got to wake up and do this again. Do it again. And yeah. And we just had that talk about, uh, like on Sunday nights, when, man, sometimes it's hard to fall, like to, to get into bed knowing that. So the next thing you open your eyes, it's Monday morning. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like you just want that weekend to go a little, like as long as it can because you wake up again and it's back to the work week. And this is why I say these things mm-hmm. because women need to hear it 
And guys need to be reminded that they're not wrong for a lot of the feelings they naturally have. Thank you. We're told we're wrong so much. Like, I'm told I'm the devil by her (laughs) so much. And, you know, sometimes she may mean it. Sometimes it's just an emotional issue. Mm -hmm. But I think guys need to hear that they're not wrong as much as they're told they're wrong inside of their own homes. Now, we all have room for growth. We always think we can do different and better, but not always. Yeah. I had I got to tell you about this one. So it was uh, within the last week I worked uh, like eight hours during the day that uh, doing my like my house painting, like the job I'm doing right now, painting houses. Then in the evening, went and did my part time job working. It was like a concert or a wild game or something where I'm, you know, selling beers up and down the stairs. So it was, you know, a long it was two jobs, full time, part time, all in one day. I'm driving home like nine forty five, ten o'clock. And uh, I'm like, yeah, fuck, am I hungry? You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop where I, where I only go in the evening, and that's Taco Bell. I got a rule: I don't go there during the day. I only go when the sun is down. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I go through Taco Bell, grab my the shit that I like, uh, and and then I'm like, well, last time I did this, I got home, and Ashley, first thing she said was, "Why didn't you get me those cinnamon twist dessert things?" Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and get those for. Because I remember, because I'm a good husband, I get home with my food, which is almost gone by the time I get home, walk in, and I uh, give her the bag, and it's got the cinnamon twist in it. And she's like, where's my uh, nachos and whatever else? I'm like, what are you, what? She goes, I texted you like 10 minutes ago. No, Mm. no. I didn't see the text. Didn't Mm. see the text. The text said... Are you stopping anywhere for food? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Oh, Justin, I don't want to turn on you. This is not the time for this. <laughs> but how did you know she didn't either cook or have food for you already? Oh, Mike. You just know. It's just, all right, it's a pattern. So you, okay, you <laughs> There's no food at home. There wasn't going to be food at home. Okay, great. So that's out of the way. Okay, so you were just like, hey, I'm going to go get me this, and then I'll get her this based off last time. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, gosh, I hate to do it. Why didn't you just call her? I should have. <laughs> I don't, I, oh, I don't want to be that guy. I hate to be that guy, but I'm just thinking, still. I don't see why if in, it was my house where she wouldn't already have this ready knowing that I did my eight and then my extra four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's frustrating. It's just, you know what? It's I, I it's uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Calling me out on that. And I think it has to do with it's that that thing deep down where I'm like ah, that bitterness where I'm like, oh, man, I'm just. I'm just doing this for me. Yes. Just yes. doing this for me right now. You've right. been home all evening. Yeah. Right. And I, like I you could have cooked yourself some dinner or no. got yourself something. Now I'm just, uh, I just want to take care of myself and get home. Yep. It, all it's a little are, selfish and no, not right. I should have asked. There's no such thing as a little selfish, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little pregnant. It's you're, all you're, or nothing. You are or you're not. <laughs> it's selfish. <laughs> you were thinking about Damn yourself. It. I was. You I based was. it off a past experience. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Damn it was it. there was a different way to handle that mm-hmm. that would make your next moments with her even better. Mm-hmm. And you call it's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Now she didn't get her nachos. Guess mm-hmm. what? She's pissed. You guys are watching a show together. She's not enjoying the show at a hundred. She's not enjoying <laughs> it the way you guys could both be enjoying it if if she had her nachos too. And guess what? She can hear every time you chew on your own nachos. <laughs> and that crunch is getting to her is irritating get that hot and sauce yeah. out of my face oh and she's trying not to burn because she loves you and she's like you know what i'm gonna forgive him he, he makes mistakes and but but she's hungry and a hungry woman mm-hmm. could be a, almost the worst person you want to be around yeah a woman with just an appetite that's not fulfilled oh that's scary you know what I'm scary. just realizing? This was the day after our anniversary when we went out to dinner together. Wow, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Way to start it fresh. You do it. Uh, yeah, that's it's, it's a tough situation, you know? And, I mean, all we can do the next time is attempt to be better, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and forgiveness is huge, you know? And it goes both ways. Yeah, we have to forgive them. And hope they don't repeat the patterns that take you to a negative place. You know what? You know what? As I'm thinking about it right now, you know what else I think it is? It's also uh, goes in with that, um, like that. I want her to be that thoughtful. Like if you're gonna go, like when I find out you went to random, you know, the, uh, the grocery store or a, a depart, like Target or something for her lunch break. I'm like, you know, I wrote on the little thing there that we're all out of, you know, whatever. You could have got that. Yeah. See, and but that's. That's where, guys, where we lack in our communication. We're making these things that, these assumptions of things that we want, some random things. Like, I just wish, why didn't she wake me up with head? You know, just like (laughs) random assumptions that we want. And we have to learn to communicate. Uh And a lot of times we need to lead by example. So if you do some very out of nowhere sweet stuff, you have to kind of try to do it without expectations, mm-hmm. but I get you. You're like, you know, I just think like every once in a while she would. And to her, she probably thinks already that she does. I bet that she can be. name three things that she does and zero things that you do. Oh, in zero seconds. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes, so yes, yes. it's one of those things where, you know, <laughs> I, it's tough. No, and, can, when, and when that's happened, I do go, oh, shit. Yeah. You're right. Shit. Yeah. Because, man, I feel like women may remember certain (laughs) things way more than we do. Like, we remember our childhood and Mm -hmm. positive memories. Mm -hmm. I think women remember everything. (laughs) And then they remember, like, emotional memories. Uh Like, the time you made her feel this way or that way. And I just remember, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right, we had got married. You know, (laughs) I was there. I remember that. You know, A lot of money. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, So we, as you said before we started recording here, um, you said you've been really busy the last couple weeks. A lot going on. Yeah, you know, I mean, just What's big fun. in your world right now? I know a few of them. Let me tell you a couple, and I know a couple. You may not know. I, um, November 9th, uh, there's a movie coming out called Pimp with Kiki Palmer and the rapper DMX. And uh, When you mentioned that on the end of uh, in stage last night, there were some people sitting next to me, like behind me. Yeah. You said Kiki Palmer. They were like, woo! Yeah! Right. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. She has a major fan base, yeah. you know, which is extraordinary because she's been like kind of somewhat underground for years, but she just has these fans, you know? 
and people love her and uh she's spectacular on the screen like it was fun watching skill leveled acting and I really enjoyed the whole presence of it all. I learned a lot, and I enjoyed it. And, yeah, people know about the movie. They're already talking. It's getting some buzz. I'm looking forward to it to come out. It's a drama. So people are going to see me in a different world of, uh, you know, entertainment. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just something different and new. And I'm, There's I'm a excited. still shot online, I know, where you're holding a gun. Yeah, right. I'm holding a gun in the in the movie. So, uh, yeah, man, people need to take a look at this. You you can uh it'll be in some theaters november 9th and available on demand so everyone can watch yeah it'll be available so i'm i can't wait it's gonna be a discussion worthy movie no this took a while to get oh out. my god because i remember hearing a little bit about it yeah I like might a year have and a half ago jokes like yeah last time i was um we shot it a couple summers ago mm-hmm in the Bronx and um, yeah you know it went through some festivals and went through some funding um, a big time producer Lee Daniels got attached to the project that helped mm-hmm. and um, I mean if people are talking about it that's great and you've seen it the finished I've seen products. it I've seen it and I, I I can't wait for the discussion it creates and it's a very dark subject yeah. but it tells a story and this is a story that, you know, exists for real from someone. And it's just, you know, fictionalized. But I can't wait. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Very I shot cool. another movie in the last two weeks. Yeah. With uh, Jerry O'Connell. If you know Jerry O'Connell, he's of course Stand By Me. Uh-huh. This Jerry Maguire. This guy's been all on stuff. And uh, we shot this movie. And if I backtrack, I shot a movie in June with him. You know, it was a comedy. Okay. And then I want to say a month ago, I get another call to do a movie and I don't have to audition. Nice. And that never happens. And I'm just connecting dots. Rebecca Romaine is the star of this movie, his wife called Satanic Panic. And I get this, this. Oh, man, the best role. I'm like a pizza delivery dude, man. And, you know, I'm just kind of telling a little bit of backstory and I say some key things. Okay. It's a cool role, you know, and I film it over a few days. And um, there's hope that that'll be in theaters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the, the other one, the first one, it was a basketball movie comedy and that's supposed to come out it's called ball busters supposed to come out first quarter theaters of next year so that was the one earlier this year and that was the one earlier this year june so ball busters ball busters who's in that one so jerry o'connell starring in this one okay and he stars as this nba player who's making you know doing well but making some huge mistakes in his career and he's forced to do community service and one part of his community service is uh playing charity basketball with this team of misfits i happen to be on the team of misfits and we do uh we work together over the period of time to help him change in a positive way okay so yeah oh fun lunell if you know lunell she's in the movie you know i do um chris holly like these guys man so much fun we had so much fun on set and 
Uh, that's all I could ask, man. Did bad. you get to actually play some basketball? Yeah, there was a part where, like, yeah, we were playing some basketball, and uh, I just stayed in line with my character's ability. And okay, oh, so it was great. I enjoyed it. How's Jerry O'Connell? Man, coolest dude in the world. He's one of these guys you're talking to him, and he's telling you stories all day, and you don't know if his stories are real or they punchlines at the end. Oh. So some of his stories, it just ends up being a joke, and some of them really happen. So you're like, you got the grin because you're waiting. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was real. <laughs> so a really cool dude, man. And um, it's, it was we had, the chemistry on set was great amongst like all the cast that we work with and the whole crew was cool. It seems that they had worked together on other movies and it was just a lot of love. Like you can't beat that ever. Very you know? cool. So that one's the, the that one's coming out next spring. Yeah, or, or early. Of, yeah, end of the winter maybe. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Damn. I was gonna let's see I I I wanted I because I read a little something about that satanic panic. Oh yeah, I right. like the way it's described here in this thing. I want to read this. Um, uh, it's a script written by blah blah blah. This sounds right up uh, telling the story of a pizza delivery girl at the end of her financial rope who has to fight for her life and her tips when her last order of the night turns out to be a high society turns out to be high society satanists in need of a virgin sacrifice oh yes and i read the whole script before you know i like accepted the role and checked it out and it's a roller coaster of events okay and it gets a little gory too so it's one of those movies it's like a horror slash comedy elements intertwined okay yeah and it was funny on paper i can't wait to see it manifest into the you know the the skilled acting that's around it there's not enough uh virgin sacrifices in movies no no they need more and we're bringing it to you dragnet the movie dragnet is one i remember the no, virgin sacrifice what a virgin sacrifice yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the only way. <laughs> you can't sacrifice the non-virgin. No, huh? Right. Uh, okay, so you got those going on. That's pretty huge. Yeah, I got that going on. I am uh, a couple, what? Uh, was it a couple years? Or was it last year? What year is it? No, last year I recorded our special, and it recently, which is exciting, and went to... Um, it's available. It's an album. So the album's available. I was listening to it on my drive over here, Mike. Oh, no, really? On uh, on Amazon Music. Yeah, I pay the right, subscription, right. so I, get a, yeah, I downloaded the whole thing. Oh, man, that's great. So, yeah, it's on Amazon Music. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, Sirius. It's all over. And the only way, place to get the video version of that is on my website. Mm -hmm. So go to, you know, BigAssTeeth.com or MikeWinfield.com, and they can see the video and something interesting to me about this is that i'm recording and i'm just kind of putting it in the air like i'm recording a new hour soon okay and it'll be obviously a, an entirely different hour and i'm so glad that i did that one when i did because now i get to look back on how i've grown and what i would do different okay in all these aspects and now i'm just in a whole different place to record the next opportunity on let's just say a potential bigger bigger scale 
That is good to hear. Yeah. So the stuff you're doing this week at Acme? Yes. Is... I mean, yeah. I mean... The newest stuff. Yes, it is. That you're polishing to get recorded, to get out there. And I think that's what many comics are doing. Like, we're doing stand-up so that some time at some point it'll go somewhere Mm -hmm. you know but i always got in mind i visualize myself recording this big special in front of this big audience and how i would do it and now i really want to just polish it up and what i'm finding lately is that the story's there i already have my voice and my story down Mm -hmm. i just need to decide what do i want to joke up a little more okay that's where i kind of stand with it you know you got a new title you already used my side of the story yes you're right right i don't know i'm considering step man i'm considering cliffhanger (laughs) i'm considering i don't know you know that joke is fantastic thank you very much you know heard it last night i hope everyone thinks that um (laughs) i i feel like it's interesting i've seen it seems to me like i would title it afterwards Mm -hmm. like i would watch it see how it feels and then come up with the title versus titling it before. Sure. The last time you were here, it was before you had recorded all that stuff for um and you were it was it was a few months ahead of time. I think it was like last May, May of twenty seventeen yeah, where you right. were here last and you were gonna record in June or July. Exactly or that. Yeah. Right, okay. right. Right. In Sacramento? Yes. Yeah. And so that's interesting too, because I put like at the time, the the jokes that I wanted in that one, they were like some of my favorites. I put them in that, and they're just stored away, and they're there for people. And now I got the next set, the new 60 Minutes. And, uh, you know, all I can say now is that I've matured a little as far as delivery and mm-hmm. as far as a um, performer and a little bit as far as content, too. You know, growing up mm-hmm. and seeing the world a little different. I, th- I We talked about this a little bit last time, but and I noticed you're still doing it. You're um, getting real animated. I hope so. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the material I did, like, I'm doing this week is brand new. Okay. So I'm filling it out and trying to see the story so that I can physically tell it. And that's kind of how I deliver stories. I'm kind of like gyrating or moving somehow, you know, uh-huh. something, you know, moving around. And uh, I'm glad. That's who I want to be. That's who I, I am, you know, someone who like uses his entire body to get a point across. I saw a headline. Uh it described you as improver. You know, um, it's interesting when uh, they say that, and that's funny. Um, I, just because, man, I, I do, you know, I think it's the physical comedy, but I'm a fan of the improv, too. You know, I, um, I hop on sketch groups, and in my spare time, when really? little of it I have, if they're doing some type of things in, like, certain areas where I can hop on and just jump in a sketch group, I'm all over it okay because it for me it all helps the the greater cause and like even acting it gives you just another tool so that's all you know i just want to be a performer Mm -hmm. you know and deliver yeah yeah, and we uh, we talked briefly before we started doing this that uh, you got a table here full of equipment. Yeah, what's that for? I've been looking at this podcast equipment for the last I want to say week and a half, two weeks, because mm-hmm. it's overdue. The Mikey Winfield podcast. I'm shopping titles though. I don't know. I'm thinking like um, behind the curtain. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm still shopping titles, but I know what I want in it, man. Like, yeah, what? I, I really want. Um, Just you? No, not at all. Oh. Not not at all. You know, maybe in the beginning, so people understand and they get used to like who I am and where I'm coming from. Okay. But what I've been meeting is so many people that are opening up to me about their personal relationships. And I'm up for growing and really, you know, um, like living in love and understanding stuff. And people tell me everything and they're comfortable telling me. And if they're comfortable sharing their story to, you know, other people, like, why not? Yeah. There's a lot of really great personal things that people connect with and i think many need to hear absolutely and help them in their own lives mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so yeah i just need to do it i'm trying to i'm still learning how to use this piece of equipment the technical part and yeah i mean that that's that's light work you know knock that out fast and then boom so, so what do you think you would talk just to like a you know like one of your fans potentially like it could be yeah it's not like a another comedian thing or celebrity thing it's who has an interesting story okay so it'll be people i meet in casual conversation and like hey you mind coming on my podcast and sharing that and yeah. talking about that and boom boom Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll be disclosing a lot of information about myself, which I do every night mm -hmm. on stage. But there's still a whole world of people who haven't heard any of it. So why not, you know, yeah. open up? So are we going to set a deadline for when this is starting? You are absolutely on? right. I will say this is weird because I'm going way out. December 22nd. <laughs> Oh, yes. Of 2018. December 22nd of 2018. 18. Okay. I okay. will have at least two episodes already ready to release. No, I will have them released by December 22nd. Okay. So they'll be underneath the Christmas tree. Yes. Saying. They will be there. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Feasible. Um, I want to ask you about this daytime Emmy nominee. Absolutely, right? Can you, man? Unbelievable. So, a year ago, <laughs> I shot uh, a one take digital series, okay, digital drama series. And let me tell you, while we were recording it, you could feel something happening. You're like, yo, this. Something about this feels very intriguing, interesting, like different. And we went through it. It's a one, it's called the one take. So each episode is like 19 to 24 minutes with no cuts. So you have to just go. It's more like a play. Okay. Because there's no like, all right, let's do it over. Yeah. All right, cut. We just go through. You got to memorize an entire 18 minutes worth of script and uh you like when 30 rock did a live uh episode i think you can say that absolutely yeah. you know and we were all choreographed from the cameraman following us to where he was going to be to where my co-star was going to be in it mm -hmm. and we had such a great episode and it just it, it was put away and then i don't know eight nine ten months later I get this email and call that I'm nominated for a, a uh, outstanding performer in a digital drama yeah, series. I wrote it down. Outstanding guest performer in a digital daytime drama series. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's a mouthful, man. Yes, it is. And, you know, it's something about comedians and drama, you know, and I think 
you know, you and Jim Carrey, man. Yeah, man, really. <laughs> but I think many comedians have this muscle because being funny is very difficult. You know, that's timing. That's everything. Mm-hmm. But to be dramatic, it's not an easy thing, but it makes a guy who's being funny have to pull back. So he has to back up and really invest in these emotions and really dial in to what you're, you're, who you're reading with, what they're feeling and they're saying and reciprocating that energy into certain moments that really just feel right because you get to make the choice. And I think we all, many of us, have the potential comedians to really succeed in drama. In roles like Jeremy. Jeremy. My <laughs> character's name was Jeremy, which is like, I don't know. I don't you don't know look if, like a Jeremy. <laughs> I, I don't know if I met a black dude named Jeremy <laughs> in my life. Okay, I got a homie in a, that has a biracial stepson named Jeremy. So I see how that could have happened. His mom's white. She named him. You know, I see how that went down. But as far as the all-black Jeremy, he's out there, and he's listening right now. And he's like, bro, I'm like the only one, bro. But, yeah, I was I was the original first television black Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? And it was wild. I went to the awards. You did? I was at the awards ceremony. With all, like, these soap opera uh, yes, actors. And right, they all looked familiar. Yeah, I don't even watch daytime TV so much, but they all look familiar. I'm like, yo, I know because they've been on I TV for decades. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I saw Raven Simone, and then I saw like, uh, oh, it's the daytime talk shows too, isn't it? Yes, everybody. Okay, from like SpongeBob creator was there, like okay, doing okay. voices. It was pretty exciting, you know, and an amazing Raven experience. Simone. Open bar, we just partying, you know. Had a homeboy where we just chilling out. And uh, they announced the names, you know, and I'm like, already I wrote a little speech, had it in my inside pocket, you know, and they name all the names. Inside pocket. Yeah, had it ready. You know, I was going to do that thing where I pull it out and I'm like, nah, forget this, rip it up and throw it and then deliver the actual speech. Yeah. I had it all planned out. And then they called the names and then the winner they called, it wasn't me. It wasn't, you know. But... A month later, the person who won was disqualified for having a um, just a submission that was against the rules. Like, they weren't even allowed to submit. That means, officially, no one won the category. I want to recount. I do, too. Especially because two of the people in the category came to me the night when they announced the other winner and said... Man, you should have won that. And I'm like, no, don't tell me that. But, you know, there'll be other opportunities. So this is probably a dumb question. Daytime Emmy looks like the regular Emmy, like I see on TV, the award. Yeah, it's very fancy and it's very big and it's heavy. And not that I got to hold one. I got to hold someone else's <laughs> Here, hold, Emmy. Hold Emmy. this for me. Hold someone else's <laughs> Emmy. <laughs> yeah, so I got to do that. But I have I had a blast, you know. That's just things you don't even think about when you just torn doing stand-up that one day I'll be chilling at the Emmy Awards and my name will be called. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, wild. You're almost kind of like, what the hell is next? Because this, this was just unexpected, you know. 
Hey, back to the podcast. When you get that going, how often do you think you're going to have new episodes? Once a week. Once easy. a week? Easy, once a week. Okay. And then if I'm, you know, I get enough people or if I'm just... You know, I, I will also base it off response. It's one of those things that if it's rolling properly, then maybe I'll push out some more juice. But if it's like, eh, well, you know, it's like, well, not getting what I think it should get. I'm just pull the plug, man. Do yeah. something different. Okay. You know, it's, okay. there's a lot of uh, avenues out here. and uh, I've been meaning, I've been sitting on this thing to add. Look, once I saw that you were coming back to Acme this uh, week. I've been sitting on this story. It's not a story. But uh, The Office. You were, of course, on The Office. Yes. Episodes of The Office. Yes, season eight. They recently had an auction. Did you see that? They auctioned off props from the TV show. I did Thousands not know of this. Wow. Yes. I'm waiting for the reboot so I can be the office manager. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm trying to do. You know what? And you know what this whole year was about for me? You know what 2018? It was create buzz. Okay. Get the people talking again. Because I kind of been laying low, polishing skills, just enjoying comedy. But now I'm like, you know what? Let's get the people talking. So I spent this entire year like, let's get on stuff and make moves that you put the light back on you so more and different opportunity will come. Mm -hmm. And that's been my entire goal. And it's fun to see certain things happening this particular year. So far, I want to say one of my best years. But, yeah, damn office. I need them to come back. Every show's coming back. It is just maybe just a matter of time, right? I know. But here's the thing. Uh, the Office is living very hardcore with a rebirth of its own on Comedy Central and Netflix. Yeah. So when I tour colleges, they're quoting my lines. These are college kids that are seeing it all for the very first time. Oh, interesting. And building yeah. a new cult following. Yeah. So it's... It, it makes sense not to come back because so many people are still invested on the first initial one. I so suppose, yeah. I get it. It would have to be an entire spinoff that people could just hate. You know, <laughs> like I know there was a time they were like, they're going to do a spinoff of the warehouse and it's right. going to be all the warehouse workers. Yeah. And, you know, they should do it. You know, they should. You know, I'm going to allow them. This is what's happening now. My 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 star is kind of rising, so they're gonna pitch me all these shows, and I'm a pick. And if I like the people attached, uh, their writing style, and I feel like the show has a success, I'll do it. I'll be the office manager. I'm gonna be the new Michael Scott <laughs> for the rebirth of the warehouse twist. Something with a some mm-hmm. type of new angle. Yeah, we were. Uh, we of course love the office in my house. My wife puts it on still she's one of these people watched it originally but then now we've seen every episode you know 10 times Um, does she listen to the podcast no good 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 because i think she's going to be mad at me if she listened to this Mm -hmm. one so don't say anything no right okay great great. she really doesn't i think at the very beginning (laughs) when we were dating (laughs) well great that's great yeah that's (laughs) like me and comedy my wife doesn't have to come at all anymore okay continue so you guys watch the office in your house yeah uh we and this is uh, this is kind of random but uh one of the scenes that you're in we recognized an actor from uh better call saul i always love when that happens when you go back and see something like wait that's hold on hold on that's the guy from that other show that we watched that's amazing yeah that's amazing i can't think of his name now and if i said it no one 
everyone knows the guy by name. Yeah. But he plays, uh, he gets, uh, he hires, I don't know, he's kind of a bad guy and better call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this, but in the episode I did called Doomsday, um, I have a line, like one key line, where no one knew how I was going to deliver it because I never revealed it. And so when I did reveal it, <laughs> everyone's reaction was genuinely surprised. Okay. So um, I delivered a line, hey, Gabe, you know, and Gabe, if they really got his natural reaction to that because he had no clue how I was going to say it. So if you watch the episode, oh, he's, nice. as, he's as shocked as everyone else with the cameras oh, that's as awesome. Daryl to the side because even Daryl had a look like, uh-huh. yo, what the hell is that, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I never did it. I never rehearsed it because mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to know, like, okay, what is he going to do? And that's the freedom that the show gave us as performers. I watched it happen and even though I was a newbie, I watched him do regular takes and then they were just like, alright, you guys go. You know, they so much improv on that show, and they just kind of went with it. Very cool. You said you're doing, how often are you doing colleges? You know, from time to time during the season, I'll pick up, I kind of pick up as many as I want, and I'm good with the good life. Do they get the relationship stuff? Hey, I present it, I present it in a way, and that's what I've been told. I know how to translate and, like, get the point across, and I do. And then I have so much content at this point that I think I just have enough substance where, yeah, I connect with it. And they love Stepman. So Stepman is where everyone in college is like, yo, that's a version of me. So that's yeah. how that works. And yeah. for those of you listening that don't understand that reference, my wife's older. I got a stepson, and uh, he, we, me and him, we like the same age, you know. So I call him Step Man. <laughs> Did you refer yourself to as Step Mike? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that happened when me and Step Man, we were leaving the strip club, and he was like so emotionally. Uh, touched by our bonding experience that he's just like, Step Mike, thanks, man. And, uh, Step Mike. Yeah, that's what he, <laughs> he'd call me Step Mike. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Hey, I want to uh, I want to quiz you on how much um, a couple of these uh, auction items from The Office. Let's do it. All I'm right? good at this. I'm good at this. Yeah, so uh, one of the items was Meredith's free drink tokens. Oh, man, absolutely. Meredith's free drink tokens. How much did those sell for? At least $300. 350 $350. Nice job. Ooh, see? Mm-hmm. How about uh, the diversity sign from the warehouse? Oh, gosh. Do you remember that? Yes. And I, for that one, I would probably put that one at like 600 Way more. Wow. 1700 Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why did I undersell it? I make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Just trust and commit. All right. Uh, one more is uh, Daryl's Framed, Nobody Talks, Everybody Walks. Oh, man. Even more. That's a good, probably a flat two Gs. Only six fifty. You could have had it. it. That's it. That's oh it. man! Then that's like six fifty for the last thing. Uh, yeah, you had them all wrong. Yeah, those backwards. Damn. Well, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I tend to do that. Right, right. Did you leave with any souvenirs from the office? No. What I did do is when I was on set, I touched a stapler and I moved it over. I like flipped it on the side so that. Are when, you serious? Yeah. So when my episode came on, I was going to tell like, everyone, like, "Look, you guys, like the stapler is going to be to the side." <laughs> 
I did that right there. And then when the episode aired, the stapler was standing up again. I guess they got a stapler guy on set that goes and puts everything back, apparently. Stapler continuity guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And so um, that never uh, that never played out the way I wanted it to play out. Motherfucker. Yeah, they got a guy. They got a guy. Um, <laughs> what age... You've talked about being from uh, Baltimore. Yeah. What age did you move there? Were you born in Baltimore? I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. As a late teenager, I exited Baltimore. Okay. And I ended up in California. Okay. Okay. So you were there as a kid, though. Whereas I reside. And here's the thing that this is a little inside to the story. For one year, it was sixth grade, I moved to California. In the following year, I moved immediately back. Oh. My dad's from Cali. So he got my mom, who's from Baltimore, Maryland, to finally decide, okay, I'll do it. Let's move to Cali. We did it. They uh, clashed a lot because my, you know, my dad's an asshole and my mom is um, in her own world. And uh, they just aren't really two people that should be in the same room ever uh-huh. you know yeah. so um we immediately moved back to baltimore so i got a taste of cali and i knew that at some point i was moving back going back okay okay yeah um well then maybe you could explain this to me it's something i'd like to do uh when uh, my guest is from out of town originally i'll do a search of their like like a city and see if there's any interesting news stories Oh, absolutely. So I searched Baltimore. Oh, I know there's something interesting there. Yeah. Well, I skipped past all the depressing ones. That's great. <laughs> to Thank get you. to this one. Nice. All right. This is in Baltimore. This is not, uh, it involves a kid getting hit by a car, but he survived. That's not the point of this. Great. The point is, he's a squeegee kid. Do you know what squeegee kids are? Absolutely. So what happens? You do. Okay. Yes. I didn't. Oh, okay. A squeegee kid was struck by a vehicle in downtown Baltimore uh, Saturday evening while reportedly cleaning windshields. The 10-year-old child was stuck was struck, pardon me, uh, around these certain streets, taken to the area hospital, stable condition. Uh, confirmed the video. Uh, there's a video of the boy. Uh, he was squeegeeing was, in fact, and the, the, the incident comes on the heels of a citywide debate over squeegee kids who have met around for generations. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know they were like doing it that young. But what they walk around with is a bucket of soapy water and they catch you when you slipping. You just kind of like on your phone or you pumping <laughs> gas. Yeah. And then they're right on the front window like, and at that point, you have the option to pay them or not. But you're a dick if you don't give a 10-year-old, you know, a dollar or something, you know. But that's unfortunate that a squeegee kid got hit. But it sounds inevitable. It's going to happen. Kids report they're able to make up to $200 per day cleaning windows, a draw that some say leads them away from the dangers of drug dealing. Yeah. Still, experts say squeegeeing in the streets is also dangerous, with young people darting between cars trying to clean windshields before the traffic lights turn green. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, so they're doing it right in the street. They're yeah. just getting so bold, yeah. you know? And I get it, man. Baltimore is a town where you just naturally develop the ability to be a hustler okay you're going to find ways to make money and it's it's great that it's not illegal as much as like it's not safe at least it's not like a legal drug sale that's gonna land someone in jail like at the worst you get hit by a car you know but you get up there's a link to the story here i didn't hit it but it says mayor Catherine pew 
recently allocated about $2 million to help place squeegee kids in safer jobs. Oh, wow. What, 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 what other jobs are we giving 10-year-olds? Yeah, hilarious. That is great. And, and wow, that's so interesting. So they created a need, and then someone decided it's not safe, so we're going to find something else. That's a good way to approach life. Yeah. Like, have someone say, you know what? I mean, I'm glad you started comedy, but I want you to do this, and I'm going to pay you this. Like, Okay. Stability, yeah, you know, comedy's not the most stable situation, you know, and not sure, squeegeeing windows is not the safest approach to life, you know. So you were never a squeegee kid, nah, nah, I never got into that, you know. I was looking for jobs though. I was like trying to deliver papers and cut grass. Yeah, that was like my that. first job was delivering papers. I have, I, uh, I don't want to sound, I don't want to make it sound like St. Paul, where I've, I was born and raised, is like some Hickville. I have had a, like an adult come to my window at a gas station, you know, where I'm filling it up, and he had this squeegee bucket like he yeah. had a bucket or the uh, bucket of water and a squeegee and it was like you know a grown-ass man and he right. was trying to do it it was quarter to six in the morning yeah. mike i was i was stopped at this gas station that's when I, the windows are the dirtiest I, I was halfway to work i wasn't gonna make it all the way it when i was doing morning radio <laughs> right and the yeah. dude and i'm like what the fuck where are you? He, i didn't know where he came from he came right. out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's next to my window for- <laughs> which you have to say when that's happening no 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 I think I pretty much did say yeah, that. Yeah, you say that. Yeah. And, like, no one can force you to just have to give, you know, but sometimes they clean them so good. You're like, all right, man. Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, the squeegee he had, uh, the the soft part, the, the spongy part that keeps the, you know, the liquid yeah, yeah. was ripped off. So it was oh, no. like, Oh, like part of the metals in uh, the glass. Man. Ah, <laughs> dude, that's a great thing to hear right now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh man, what's I gonna say? Right, just squeegee, right? Ah right. oh, man, I forgot. Something about a job? Say. Something about squeegeeing, you know? I mean, I think aren't nowadays shouldn't they be making windshield wipers up to the level of squeegee potential? That's like, true. Like, shouldn't your windshield wipers be able to clean your windows better than some dude's arm? I hope so. I would think. I hope so. I just got a, vehicle, a new vehicle uh, this summer. Man, you're and living it, out here. Yeah, man. it's Damn. got my car now has the. Uh, like if somebody pulls up, you know, in the on the highway next to me, yeah, it does a little light flight. Boop, like don't change yeah. lanes. This is insane. Is it a Nissan? It is. <laughs> I had it a is, feeling. Right, it is right. a Nissan. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. I rented one and I kept it for months. And uh, yeah, it's like when they get close on each side. I mean, that's and safe. in front. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Uh huh. Man, cars are doing everything now. They'll stop for you. If you get too close to a car or a human, it'll just it's crazy. Like, like I'm just stopping. Like wow, powerful. Uh huh. Does make me feel better about once when my daughters uh, start driving them. Yeah, yeah. Keep like them, what's next? Got it's a little bit be better chance of keeping them safe, I guess. Hey, hey I want to. We should mention um, in the past. I know that you've sold like so I have merchandise after the shows. There's yeah. a, there was a step or there was a t-shirt of you with the yes. giant teeth at yeah, one right, point. Right, it used to be the cartoon face Mikey Winfield. Yep, right? there was I think there was a diff, there was a Stepman t-shirt, I think. And uh, last night was a different version I saw. Yeah, yeah, I've had cartoon images. It was a cartoon image, yeah. Like forever, but last night is an experiment, really. I only made one batch of these. This is the first batch. Interesting. And so what happened is uh, I'm walking down the hallway in my house, and I'm walking past Stepman. And I'm like, hey, stop. 
take a picture. So I pull out my phone and I'm like, smile. And he does this cool, you know, like early 20 year old grin. I'm like, no, no, smile like me. And so he does this gigantic attempted, <laughs> dumb looking, big cheesy grin. And I'm like, snap. You know, and I'm like, yeah, just like that. And then he goes in the room and he knows he doesn't care, you know. So I send it to my T-shirt guy and I'm like, yeah, put this on the shirt. Let's try something different. And so now the actual shirt that I'm selling is a the specific picture of how Stepman is and looks. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Every shirt I've ever sold has been like, kind of weird people are like i'm going to buy this because i like him i like the guy mm -hmm. i'm gonna support him no one's ever been like i got well no there's always a few that are like i gotta have that shirt but not many i just kind of do it and i enjoy like people having that reaction mm -hmm. you know so yeah this is the actual step man so more people are coming by so they can connect the dots in their head of the stories that i've told for an hour on stage mm -hmm. they're just like wow that's that's him huh i'm like eh. well the the other mystery that uh people have of course is they want to know what your wife looks oh, like. oh i know man and my wife is like the sexiest most beautiful woman in the world and it's like oh man it's yeah, man, she's, um, it's funny, man, how funny looking dudes find hot women, man. And, uh, that's, it's it, that comedy thing that a lot of guys joke about is kind of true, man. Like, many, and who doesn't want to laugh? You know what I mean? Right. It's just like one of those things. That's how I got her, being the funny guy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what's, you know, kept us together all this time is like being friends first and me being hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Damn but yeah, right. It's an interesting shirt. I don't even have it posted online anywhere. No, you know what? On my Instagram, there's a girl wearing the shirt. If they look in my photo. Oh, and stuff, of the new one. Of the new one okay. with Stepman on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know what you I know what you mean about the, uh, you know, it's always not, it's not that you're like, oh, I gotta have that. Dean Edwards was here yeah. a couple months ago. Right. And he had some t-shirts made. It's a, it, he ended up giving me one. And I was like, oh, this is, that's cool. I can't, I'm an, I can't wear it in public. It's one of those. It's just right. cool father mucker. Uh, like, right. cool, like cool cigarettes font, cool. Yeah, right. It's just, I just, I'm a white dude. It just doesn't look <laughs> right. It looks like I'm posing for something. Like, I just. Yeah, I get you. you just, Dean, you're, you're cool. I think you're funny. We got along really well. I support your comedy. I support your t-shirt. Yeah. I just, it looks weird if I'm wearing so it. So you're just saying, like, it caused too many internal feelings while you had it on. It's just, it's yeah. just. It's like a woman when she decides to wear a different color wig. She's like, oh, man, should I wear this? I don't know. And she wears this wig, and then she's like, and she's thinking about it. Whereas we want to just put stuff on that we like, mm -hmm. and we don't want to have to overthink. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Well, last night uh, for you know your show on Halloween night, I showed up. I had my uh, my orange like suit coat that has the pumpkins all yeah, over right. it. Right, flashy. Tonight's or last night is the only time of year to wear that thing. And right. still, I was like. Nah, we're going to Acme. I don't want to. It's not about me. Like I, don't, I just want to blend into the crowd. I'm not, but you changed your mind and I, you wore it because Ashley said, "We, it's the only time of year where yeah. it, people will like it." I, went, I know. I'm about to pull out my Christmas sweaters. Yeah, yeah. It's about that time. I'm about to pull those guys out and start giving them a spin. Speaking of that, I bought a. Uh, Star Wars Christmas sweater last year oh. and wore it to like every we had like 
all three of the Christmas, you know, get-togethers I went to, I wore it to all three. Right. Can I wear it again this year? Of course you can. Of course I can? It's like those things don't ever retire. Okay. They 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 age and they become more valuable. You wear it every year. This sweater that I have, yo, it's, it's, it's for the long run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it on to the kids. There okay? you go. And they're like, yo, dad, let me get that old Christmas sweater from 1990. No, I don't know when that's thing. Now, is it a Christmas sweater that is just like uh, unintentionally hideous Christmas colors? Or is it one like where it's, uh, you know. It's a kitten with, uh, you know, with a wreath around its neck or something. You know, when I got it, I thought it was actually pretty cool. Like, yo, that's kind of flashy. Like, I'm feeling it until I wore it on stage and everyone laughed oh. at it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe I won't wear it on stage. That's not the laugh I'm trying to get. I thought it was, you know, like stylish. But, yeah, the reality hit when I walked in front of everyone and they were like, yeah. And I'm like. Oh, you guys are laughing at my sweater, aren't you? Have um, Have you been to Vegas recently? Mm, the last time was a year from now when I was in the old uh, terrorist attack. <laughs> Did I not do that joke on stage? No. It's funny to call it a joke, but that story. Yeah, I was in that country music concert when all this stuff happened. I wasn't at the country music concert. I was at the comedy club. And... It was a scary moment. No shit. Yeah, man. They had us blocked off in the back, and it was like five of us as far as like comedians and friends and family. And then the showroom, they blocked everyone and kept them in the showroom and blocked the door because at that time, we didn't know how many terrorists, how many people were shooting. and It wasn't at the same. I was at the Tropicana. It was right outside, but they no one knew. So we were terrified because... They were not knowing how many shooters. They were telling us that there's a shooter inside of the Tropicana. Like, every ounce of fear was put in us. And, and let me tell you, that's when none of this dumb stuff that we live on a daily basis mattered. Like, all the hate and the racism and uh-huh. just, the, you know, anger that's just unnecessary. It's like none of that was considered. Like, the only thing that mattered was, like, get to your family get back home and you know i had a buddy his mom and dad was in town and they were at the exact spot where the shooter when they found out was and they were hiding like in a parking lot underneath a car man Holy it was like shit. it was like so unfortunate that you know anyone like so many lives were lost and very depressing, sad ass situation. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Did yeah. you have more shows that week afterwards? This or? was on a Sunday night. So that's and, your last of the week. Yeah, and this yeah. happened in between the last two shows. Mm-hmm. So it happened right after the first show, okay. and I was about to do my last show on a Sunday night. Yo, insane! Wow. Insane, man. So wow. kind of like, all right, here we are. Crazy. Yeah. Well, geez, yeah. I just brought that up because I'm going next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Vegas is fun. <laughs> Enjoy it. Hey, I'm a fan of everywhere I go. So, like, I love all these rooms that I touch. You know, and Vegas is fun for me as a comedian because where I work out there, it's Monday through Sunday. And so I get every piece and ounce of Vegas. Yeah. And I'm still the weirdo, though, that barely even leaves my room. I was going to ask, do you go out and... Nah, I just no? kind of stay in the room and write. But I got a lot of days in a row to do it. And 
that's my that's all i need you know we got the employee cafeteria downstairs so i just don't have to leave it all well, now you're talking yeah buddy i eat enough to survive and go back up to the room drink coffee all day and it's bliss as we talked about and you posted on uh, your instagram here in minneapolis you're doing a little cooking for yourself Yo, man i like went to the grocery store and i got enough food i've been cooking the last two days in the room and i need a couple more things so i'll probably hit the store and then it's back in action you know what's a strange uh coincidence and uh we'll wrap things up here um you know they, how every day of the year now it has uh, there's some fake holiday. You know today's national tie your shoes backwards Man, this day. This is funny. Or- Don't tell me yet. But my wife sent me a text about two hours ago, and I'm wondering, are you about to tell me what she texted me? Mm-hmm. So you say it first. Go no, ahead. well I don't know. This is uh, I. There's another one I think that was even bigger than this. One of the things today is uh, known as apparently is National Men Make Dinner Day. Oh, ah, yeah, ah. not the one your wife brought up. No, she didn't bring that one up. No. But just fitting because you're cooking for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which yeah. one did she bring up? Do you want to say? Yeah, it wasn't that. It was just National. I think she said Vegan Day. Vegan? Yeah. Oh, she said Vegan Day. So she brought that up. That's not going to fit in with you cooking dinner, is it? Nah, no. nah that's not going to. Uh-uh. You know, I'm a fan, though. I'm a fan of the vegan world, <laughs> you know, but nah, it's not. Mike Winf- or uh, Mike Kaplan, vegan, yes. fan yeah. of his. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am. Right. Right. Anything else we should be mentioning? Keep what? an eye out for the movie uh, in, in next week, next Friday. Is that November 9th? Yeah. Wow. Coming so soon. Week from tomorrow. Next yeah, Friday. Yeah, the movie's coming out. Um, the website is constantly updated. You know, mystepman.com. You know, uh, the social media, follow it. Everyone's hitting me up, so that's good. The numbers is jumping, you know, so. Good. That's it. That's really it. Which one, which one do you use the most? Um, I think I like Instagram the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I tweet more than all of them. And I think I have the most information on Facebook. <laughs> I think that's where I store most of the valuable info. You're diversifying. Sounds man, like. I'm making an effort. <laughs> yeah. This has been great, man. Yo, thanks, Justin, man. Always a blast. Let's do know? it again in yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. Let's plan it. Talk about that next special. Right. It's hey. coming. This is one day. One day is coming. Perfect. Thank you.